Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, Work Party listeners, money talks and so do we. We're talking to the best and brightest minds in finance for a special five-part Work Party Money Move series. Whether you want to learn about building generational wealth, strengthen your financial future as an entrepreneur, or perfect your pitch, our experts have you covered. New episodes go live every Friday, so be sure to follow us wherever you listen to your podcast, and you'll never miss an episode again. Hey, everyone. I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the founder and CEO of Create and Cultivate, and this is Work Party, a podcast for a new generation of women who are ditching the rulebook and redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. In each episode, we bring in leading female entrepreneurs for real talk advice on the topics that matter most to the modern career woman, from hiring to mentorship to raising money and so much more. Whether you're pivoting to a new industry, negotiating a raise, turning your side hustle into a full-time gig, or pitching your company to investors, we're giving you the tips and tricks you need to take your career to the next level. Ready to make some money moves? Well, welcome to Work Party, the podcast. So welcome, Sherry. So excited to have you and dive into everything that you do. So you lead a truly unique team at MasterCard that is responsible for managing and growing relationships with both leading and emerging digital companies, people like Venmo, PayPal, and Facebook, and smaller fintech companies like Build. So how do you combine your experience in finance and your interest in technology, culture, music, and fashion to get where you are today? So I've always been drawn to both technology and culture. A great example was where I started in college. You know, you couldn't even get an email address my freshman year at college unless you took computer science. So of course I went ahead and took computer science, you know, and started engaging in digital stuff very early. I also found that of all the things I was attracted to, you know, I tried economics, I tried political science, I tried all of these sort of regular things. And I ended up majoring in literature at Duke, which is really cultural studies and critical theory. I've always looked for kind of this, you know, this intersection. When I was a practicing lawyer, so mixing again, sort of like the, the kind of logic law part with the, um, you know, technology part, I found myself representing like VC backed, mm. um, you know, companies and getting really, uh, you know, interested in that. You know, then I started a small business a little bit later. It's an equipment rental company. So again, like technology. I actually built that business like using social media. So like I learned how to use 
social media, making new contacts again, like, and that was like the culture aspect. So this kind of continued. And eventually I found myself at MasterCard, like with this great opportunity to really make a big impact in a brand new space. There was no such thing as mobile payments. There was no such thing as digital payments. And I had an opportunity to become a lawyer for the group that was basically making this stuff up. Um, it was an amazing, you know, perfect fit. And like, as it, as it went on, I was able to really like build on, like really mix together the whole sort of culture and technology aspects, really with a whole overlay frame of basically giving back, having positive impact on society. Like what's great about MasterCard is we, I can do, take all of these sort of elements, mix them together, and then at scale, make a real difference. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you've been there for over 10 years and you've been at the forefront of these like major game-changing initiatives, you know, things like mobile payments as you mentioned, tokenization, open banking, installments, and so much more. So, can you tell us a little bit more details about some of these projects and how they're really changing the way we operate day to day? Yeah, actually a great example is mobile payments. So like when I started this whole thing, you know, 10, 11 years ago, there was no such thing. You know, I actually, I was talking to the, the amazing man who is one of my mentors and sponsors who, um, you know, who was the head of this group at the time. And I looked at him, like we were trying to sort of figure out what was next, like way back then. And I said, and this was kind of the beginning of like the whole sort of period that we're in now, actually. And I said, you know, why can't we just make it that everyone can take their phone and pay and get paid? <laughs> it was like a, it's like a ridiculous it was like, it seems so easy. Well, 10 years later, like now we are at, you know, we're at that place where first we sort of took care of the issuing side, like the side where the consumer puts their card in a phone and pays. Those are things like Apple Pay, Google Pay, Samsung Pay, et cetera. You know, and then just now, you know, we've recently done some announcements and you may have heard that we're also, we have, there's technology that makes every phone able to accept payments as well. Wow, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so that's been live on the Android platform for a few years and there's like some, you know, implementation supporting that. But actually just recently Apple announced, you know, this tap to iPhone initiative where they're also going to be making that capability available on their platform. So literally making every device now a commerce device, which is something that we've been after for a really long time. But I think it it's a, the reason I love the example is that it's it's like a massive cultural, um, you know, behavior shift change that's only been helped and accelerated by the pandemic because who wants to touch anything, right, to pay and people want speed and convenience, which I know we'll talk a little bit more about later. But like, it's a great example of how kind of the, we're taking cues from kind of society and building on innovation that's happening away from payments and MasterCard and like bringing it together with partners to really make massive change in, in people's lives. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible that you're behind the scenes of these projects that again, 10 years later, we're like, can't remember life without it. So your current role is executive vice president of digital partnerships, such a cool, you know, kind of day-to-day -day role, but curious, like what is your day-to-day -day looking like? Like what is a typical day like for you in your role? So my day is crazy. <laughs> Typically, you know, I, I get up and the first thing I do pretty much every day is I work out. It helps me stay grounded. It helps me clear my head and just keep kind of, it's more for mental health, to be honest, than, you know, than physical, although the physical benefits are also uh, pretty great. 
I, I use the Peloton. It's my favorite, you know, but then like I have two kids, so I have to get them both, you know, normal mom stuff. I have to like get them both out of the house and figure out what I have, you know, going on for the day. And then for me, every day is different. So some days I'm in our office in purchase. Some days I'm at another office in New York city. Sometimes I'm meeting with customers. Sometimes I'm traveling just last night. Like I flew back from London. I've been there, you know, all week ended up sitting on the runway for 45 minutes to pull in like always my favorite. So yeah, it's just every day is different. And then, you know, I'm on the phone pretty much all day meetings. I'm really enjoying though, that now, like now that travels back, it definitely, it's, it's a lot, it's hard, but it adds such a great, you know, yeah. the, the whole human face-to-face component is super important. And I'm so happy that it's back in my life. Same. Yeah, absolutely. And it keeps it exciting. I love that every day is different for you. And you're able to kind of dip in and dip out with these incredible partners that you're, you're, you know, talking to some of the biggest, hottest companies out there every day. So it must be very exciting to have all those relationships. So I want to dive into blockchain. So while all the crypto hype and blockchain buzz is, is relatively new for many, both concepts have been around for decades. MasterCard has been investing in blockchain technology patents since 2015, particularly those directed to technologies that support digital currencies. But before we can dive further into digital payments, cryptocurrencies, all that stuff, let's revisit the basics of blockchain technology. So can you explain what it is, how it's used, and why it's so important? Yeah, I mean, it, it, so it's very simple. It's a, All it is is a shared indisputable ledger for recording transactions tracking assets and building trust. And it's that last part that it's the is the kind of most important. So the reason that MasterCard's network you know exists and why it works and why it's so successful is that we're actually we 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 do this too. We create trust between parties that don't know each other. So you can take your card that your bank in California, you know, issues to you and you can go fly to I don't know, France or wherever and you can you can use that at a at a shop, right, in France. And that merchant, like they're they get, they let you walk away with the stuff because they know they're gonna get paid. It's our, it's these underlying rules, and we create trust that that transaction is gonna work, that it's gonna happen, that the merchant's gonna get paid, that you're protected, all of that. That doesn't exist like in the in just in the regular world. Most of the time, people and businesses like don't know each other. So by having this shared indisputable ledger, it's a way for to create trust when you know parties um, you know don't know each other. And blockchain mm-hmm. can track and trade almost anything, like physical assets, like houses and cars and things like that. And it could also you know also digital intangible assets like cryptocurrency and NFTs. Amazing, yeah. No, that's such a great way of putting it. It's like this layer of trust. Like you go into a store, you don't know what's about to happen. It's your money. It's it's sort of this like ethereal concept, but when you kind of break it down like that, it's really easy to understand. So let's talk about how businesses are using cryptocurrency. Can you explain how businesses are using the blockchain and an example of what those transactions might look like as a business? Well, the way that businesses are using it today, like a good example is that, you know, businesses are doing things like being able to earn rewards in cryptocurrency, for example. So one of my, a great example is one of my partners is Brex. You know, Brex is a, they've just, you know, created a really awesome, was disruptive at the time, but now it's pretty much accepted kind of a corporate card, a new way of doing corporate card, you know, underwriting businesses. But one of the things that differentiates them as a program in general is that they provide rewards on business spend. 
which is a really big deal because businesses spend a lot of money. Um, and now, you know, they let the, their business partners earn rewards like in cryptocurrency. So it's also helping businesses kind of, it's giving a lot of businesses exposure, you know, to this kind of new thing. It's a really easy on-ramp for people, mm. you know, to sort of learn about crypto is to have them, is to have crypto on a rewards. An example of that on the consumer side is a card we recently launched with Gemini, a cryptocurrency exchange, where they, it's a normal credit card and you get a normal line, but then you earn rewards in cryptocurrency. And mm. so it's a very easy way for people to sort of dip their toe in because it's like play money anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's just, it's rewards, you know, currency that then, you know, it just gives you a, a easy way to get the flavor um, of it. Yeah. Without feeling like you're taking a massive risk. I love that. I think that's great for businesses. You know, obviously as you're growing to your point, you spend money. Why not just try and make some money off that money that you're already spending? So let's talk about digital payments. You talked about this earlier. You mentioned it was a tipping point for digital payments during the pandemic as more and more people were going online and prioritizing touchless payments because of obviously COVID. What are the benefits of digital payments for consumers and businesses? Like why should they start accepting that? Why should we start participating in it? Well, the most important thing for us is, is choice. And like we want, we want to make lots of options available that consumers like that they're asking for. And that also that, you know, that, um, and we want to make those choices like easily available, you know, to businesses. And what we saw during the pandemic, well, we saw it before the pandemic, it really accelerated during the pandemic was that people are looking for convenience. They're looking for choice. They're looking for simplicity and they're looking for safety and security. Digital payments really offer you know, basically they, they hit all of these points during the pandemic. It was contactless, right. And e-commerce pretty much that started to rise, right? Like more and more people were using and trying contactless payments because they didn't want to touch anything. That was when we thought, you know, if you touched a credit card that had, you know, people thought this, that if you touched, um, you know, anything, a surface that you were going to get COVID and die. Yeah. Um, but it did, it really helped accelerate the whole, um, you know, the whole thing. Also e-commerce payments when we couldn't, we couldn't leave our homes, right? Like, you know, many people, there was also people in Europe that even a few months ago and, you know, people in China, like they literally have, you know, lockdown and stuff. E-commerce was a lifesaver. And so, but then what happened was, and what our research shows is that once you are willing to try, like once you try one thing, you're very willing to try another thing. Like in mm -hmm. fact, 90, 93% of people in a recent, you know, one of our recent surveys, you know, said that expressed willingness to try a new emerging or digital payment in the coming, you know, year, you know, things like QR code or blockchain crypto payments or whatever the case may be. It's just like an open-mindedness that's, you know, come into kind of our ethos because of, because of what happened during the pandemic. When women-owned small businesses thrive, we all thrive. Learn more about the tools and resources MasterCard is offering from moving your biz online to best practices on digital security at mastercard.com slash smallbiz. Together, let's start something priceless. And so obviously, as you mentioned, e-commerce exploded during the pandemic and so many small businesses weren't online or weren't ready for that. So how has MasterCard played a role in getting those, those businesses online, giving them the tools they need to, you know, start participating in this boom? Yeah, we actually did, did a lot, you know, together again with partners, many of my partners. I mean, we created a program that's still a program now called Digital Doors. 
Mm. And it basically helps business. It gives businesses tools, both, you know, educational tools, but also access to tools with discounts um, in some cases to make it easy to put up a website, you know, start selling online, sending email-based invoices or, you know, text-based invoices, doing all of these things digitally so that you could stay, basically stay in business and keep your business afloat. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, the study that you guys put out for small businesses showed that across North America, 76% say the pandemic prompted them to become more digital with 82% changing how their business sends and receives payments. So obviously major uptick with, you know, a lot of upside, but what are some of the biggest challenges businesses face in the current and future digital landscape? Well, I think a few things, you know, first, when there's, when there's more digital, there's all of the stuff that goes along with being more digital. Your data is sort of out there and exposed and potentially everywhere if you don't take the right precautions. So the whole real, the need to pay attention to cybersecurity, mm. you know, and sort of like, just make sure that you are protecting, you know, protecting yourself and your business and your data and your money, um, you know, and keeping it very safe. Like that has become a major thing, but then on a more like a broader level, you know, a, a challenge that businesses face small businesses, it's hard for small businesses. They're small. They don't have a lot of, they don't have a lot of employees. They usually don't have, you know, boatloads of funding. And what they really want to do is run their business. Mm. They don't always have access to like an integrated, easy to use set of tools that all work together that are at the caliber that large enterprise, you know, gets. Totally. To enjoy. And so a lot of what my team does is we work with and with our commercial product teams and et cetera, is we work with with partners to then create this access, um, you know, for businesses. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. It's so true. Like you want to be able to scale and grow and implement all these things, but sometimes these technology tools are just too big for you at where, where you're at. So as a small business owner, kind of entering this new, you know, kind of era where the market's a little crazy, everything's like, you know, crypto's up, it's down, we're, we're here, we're there. What are, where do you think small businesses should focus their financial energy right now and why? Prepping for this po- podcast, I was actually listening to a bunch of your prior podcasts. Oh. And actually the first one in this series, Dominique Broadway actually said it perfectly, you know, on, on her episode. I think, again, it was the first one separate your business finances from your personal finances. Mm-hmm. It's the best thing that you can do. It's the most important advice, you know, that we, that we give, um, you know, to businesses have a business part of your life, like a business account. It helps you keep everything separate. It will help you with your taxes. It'll help you with your reconciliation. It'll just make your life so much easier and it'll help you, you know, stay kind of on the side of angels in the terms in the, in the way that you're looking at things and reporting things too. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, I thought that was such great advice as well. And like, as you get bigger and th- time moves fast, right? Like, and as a company, you'll be a year in and then maybe you get a crazy boom and then you're backpedaling to figure out everything that you put on your personal card versus your business card. So I think that's so great. And obviously MasterCard has such incredible, you know, credit cards for small business owners, which is amazing. So let's get back into the crypto side of things. So crypto and blockchain technology related fields have traditionally been a boys club. We've heard this since the beginning, but it's still in an early stage of development and rapid growth presents this unique opportunity for women to start getting involved. So what can we do to encourage more women to take professional interest in blockchain, digital commerce and technology roles? A bunch of things. So first of all, women, you should try this stuff. Like if you haven't, you might not like it, you know, but if, if you do like it, you'll really like it. And then you'll want to do more, like learn about it and listen to podcasts 
like this one and other ones, um, you know, about crypto and, you know, you'll want to like read and learn and all that stuff, but you have to be exposed in order to do it. So if you don't have an account, we actually tell executives at MasterCard to do this too. Like if you haven't tried it, like open an account and try it. Like it's the, it's the best thing you could do on a broader level, like going back a bit, you know, women in general, like we, we are big proponents at MasterCard of, you know, early education, like STEAM education, you know, for girls, because technology generally women are going to have more of an interest if they feel comfortable with it. And if they're exposed to it at a very early age, totally. like we have a successful program called girls for tech that we've been involved with for many years, you know, teaching hundreds of thousands of, if not millions of students, um, you know, the basics of, you know, of technology and how to, in, you know, interact with it. And I think it's one of the most important things that all of us can do. If you have daughters, like make them aware um, and give them exposure early on. Yeah, I, I think that's amazing advice. And I want to talk a little bit about NFTs, which is like a buzzword these days. And, and NFTs are just an example of how the world is using the blockchain to reimagine digital assets and cryptocurrency. So can you explain why things like NFTs and even the growing conversation around the metaverse are changing the way businesses and brands are thinking about the future? Because you're seeing massive companies like MasterCard, like L'Oreal, start having head of the metaverse as a job title at their company. So Tell us a little bit about how, how brands are getting involved in those, those types of activations. Yeah, so what's so cool about NFTs, like what, what I'm the most excited about with them, is that they really are this opportunity to create connection, actually, between like people and, well, between people, like a sort of consumer of, of uh, content and the creator. But in a way, though, that also like, mi like mixes that together with, the possibility of experience and some real life interaction also, it creates this ongoing connection. And it's what's different than like a regular loyalty point than, you know, if you're going to kind of do loyalty by way mm -hmm. of, you know, NFT, because what you're doing is you're, let's say that you, let's say I drop an NFT to you, Jacqueline, as, um, as a reward for, I don't know, buying a burger or a taco or something. And then that, you know, when this, this NFT, it might give you access to a special part of the website or a special club, or it might give you access to special new tacos that only holders of the taco NFT can, can taste. Or, you know, in some cases today, you know, there's exclusive, there's NFTs that give you access to a restaurant. There's a restaurant in New York City that you have to have and you have to own an NFT minted by, you know, that restaurant in order to get a seat reservation, you know, at the restaurant, it's extra. It's like, it creates like a level up opportunity for interaction and experience with, you know, MasterCard, we've all, I mean, we're very interested in this space. We've always been about experiences that they matter more than things. That is what Priceless is about. Yep. So there's a lot of opportunity to add that into your interaction with your, you know, with your consumers, if you are a business. Totally. I, I, that's so interesting and such a cool way to do it. I, I think the manifestation of NFTs into loyalty programs and access opportunities to IRL experiences is it's going to be the future. So you're constantly innovating. You're working with some of the most innovative companies out there. Where do you see MasterCard evolving to continue their support of small businesses in the future? It's listening to what our whole thing is. You know, we don't innovate sort of in a vacuum, you know, or like for the sake of innovation, we do it based on like really based on um what we get in terms of consumer and in, in this case business kind of feedback and need both directly because we run you know panels and survey groups and stuff but also what we're hearing from partners 
I mean, we're always going to be there. Like trying, we're constantly innovating all the time. Like I can't, I can't now today predict and tell you exactly what's next because like what's next is what everybody needs there to be next. And we try to stay ahead of the game. We pick up our, my, my whole job is to like connect dots and pick up signals. And so we're always paying attention to what's going on and spotting the trends. And then usually finding partners that are like-minded mm-hmm. to then actually figure out what that looks like so that we're not like doing it alone. We're doing it with a partner that has that direct connection with consumers or businesses so that we're creating something that people actually want to use. No, I mean, that's a great way to kind of put it and, and sort of tie it up in a nice little bow for us. So let's wrap with some sentence finishers. I'm most productive when? When I'm with a lot of people. I'm like a people person. I'm the most productive when I can go back and forth with someone. Oh, I, I love that. I, I'm kind of the same way. The future of digital commerce is? Ever-changing, crazy, exciting, um, unpredictable, but you know something I'm super excited about. If I had $50,000 right now, I would invest it in and note this is not financial advice. I would either, well, today, because I mean, it's down so much, I would probably buy crypto, like, or I would buy, which is, it's not real, it's an investment in the environment. I would buy trees on yeah. MasterCards, you know, toward our priceless planet goal. I love that. Yeah, such a cool initiative that you guys are doing. Thank you so much, Sherry. Where can our listeners follow you and learn more about what MasterCard is up to? People can follow me on LinkedIn. They could learn more about um, what MasterCard's about at, you know, mastercard.com, MasterCard News, MasterCard's Instagram. We are constantly putting out content every single day. And so we'd love to see you there. Amazing. So great working with you as always. And thanks for joining us, Sherry. Thanks so much. For more inspiring conversations like this one, follow the Work Party Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to rate and review us or show us some love on social. We love seeing you tune in every week and share your favorite episodes. We're at Work Party on Instagram and at It's a Work Party on Facebook and Twitter. I'm your host, Jacqueline Johnson, and this is Work Party.